Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. So glad that you have joined us here on the program, Calvary Live, this afternoon or evening, wherever you're listening from. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I am broadcasting here in Colorado. Uh, I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm with you on this Monday, and those of you who are listening online or perhaps that you are listening on the Grace FM radio network, that you are listening live on this Monday afternoon. So glad you can join us. Such a blessing to be with you and to be a part of your life. And so glad you tuned in, not only with Grace FM listeners uh, along the Front Range in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming, but I want to welcome all you who are listening across the country online as well. It is Monday, uh, and it is um you know, we're heading towards Christmas, and uh, it's a wonderful time of the year, but also it uh, uh, can be a difficult time of the year for some. So we're here to pray for you. If you need prayer or you know somebody that needs prayer, give me a call. You heard the number to call in. The the live, um, or that is the call-in number, uh, you can call in at 303-690-3000. Again, that's the call-in number. Uh, and uh, those of you who would like to uh, contact us by another means, you can do that by text. It is text only, a line that uh, you can do it on, and the number is 720-336-0897. So we invite you to ask your questions or give your prayer requests. This is also the program where we look at the Word of God, we have our conversations. This is really your show, you who are listening. So grab one of those open lines. Grab it early, and because uh, sometimes during the show it fills up, and I'd love to talk to you during this hour. Again, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. So give me a call. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord. Uh, I want to pray for you, minister to you. I hope you're doing well. I want to also welcome all those who are listening on another radio network, Hope FM on the East Coast, Truth FM, also Radio by Grace uh, all throughout the country. Uh, we invite you to call in. Just want to remind you that as you call, you're going to talk to me live, and then you can listen to the broadcast next week on your radio network. So it's a week delayed. Uh, but uh, it's just an opportunity for you to be able to listen in on the conversation. So always love to talk to you guys on different parts of the country. Even got a listener from Ukraine that's tuned in, and so we're praying for you guys out there in that country. I know there's a lot of uh, upheaval right now and uncertainty, and it's, and we see that all around the world. And maybe uh, you're wondering, how do we react to some of these things that we see as we head towards Christmas uh, we're still dealing with a, a pandemic and a new variant and and all the news are, uh, concerning that. And we wonder, and we wonder what uh, this Christmas season is going to bring. We wonder what the new year is going to bring. And so uh, I'd love to just point to you in Scripture and, and give you some verses. love to pray with you, minister to you. Uh, I love what uh, the psalmist writes 
in Psalm 85, he says, I will hear what the Lord God will speak, and he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. And mercy and truth have met together, and righteousness and peace have kissed. And truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him, and he shall make his footsteps our pathway. And so the Lord desires for us to just hear from him and to be established in him and to to reverence him. That's what it means to fear the Lord. You don't hear that term very often in the church today, but the the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord, to reverence him and to look to him. And he has such a wonderful plan for us in our lives and his promises are true for us. Give me a call. Got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The call-in number to text line is 720-336-0897. And that is for texting only. And that is also to remind you a 24-7 prayer line for you to be able to uh, text in a prayer request. And those at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will be looking at that, the staff, the um, those on the prayer team, and they will be praying for you. And I think it's just such a, a great opportunity uh, for us to be able to use that technology uh, to pray for one another, to send in a prayer request. So during the show here, if you do that, would love to be able to just uh, minister to you and be able to um, to bless you in any way. While we're waiting for the phone lines, we do got a text message that came in. Um, explain when Jesus is speaking to his disciples in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, uh, talking about times before the tribulation or during the tribulation. Uh, if it's during the tribulation, why does Jesus say constantly, when you hear... When they lay hands on you, you will be brought before kings. Why is he talking to them? Now, if it is during the tribulation. Uh, So, yeah, good question. And, of course, those three chapters are speaking of um, the uh, what is called the Olivet Discourse. When the disciples came to Jesus, Jesus had told them that there is going to be the temple that's going to be destroyed. He said not one stone is going to be left upon another, as they're walking across the uh, temple proper. And the disciples were just blown away by that statement. And so they go to the Mount of Olives, and we know that there were the two sets of brothers, James and John, Andrew and Peter. They came and asked Jesus specifically, when is this going to happen? And then they associated it with the end of the world. Uh, When is this going to happen? That is the destruction of the temple. And what are the signs of your coming and and the signs of the end of the age? So Jesus begins to answer them. And Matthew and Mark really begins to focus on the signs of the end of the age. And Jesus begins to talk about that. Luke focuses on the question about when the temple's going to be destroyed. And, of course, that would happen in 70 A.D. when the Romans came in and destroyed the second temple and, and plowed under Jerusalem and They ceased to be a nation at that time, Um, 100,000 taken off into captivity. Josephus, the Jewish historian, talks about how many were were killed in the streets of Jerusalem. But Jesus, he's talking about the signs of the end. In Matthew 21, he's saying, this is the signs. These are the birth pangs. 
as he says, there will be earthquakes. There will be, you know, pestilence. There will be uh, all these things that are are taking place uh, in Matthew 24. Uh, But this is not the end. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines. And all these are the beginning of sorrow. So we know that uh, birth pangs speak of when a woman goes into labor, that she's about ready to deliver a baby. And we know that birth pains, that the the labor pains, uh, the contractions become more intense and, and they become more frequent until that baby is born. So Jesus is saying, hey, these signs are like birth pains. They will culminate in the tribulation period. So Jesus is talking about the, the end has not come. These are the beginning of sorrows. So we're seeing these signs that are beginning to intensify, become more frequent. As you put the whole scripture together, there's a number of signs that are given to us that are taking place that we see that is pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And then he also would talk about that you're going to be handed over. He talks about a near fulfillment when the uh, disciples would be persecuted, but also we know in the tribulation period that is going to be um, uh, persecution as well that will take place. So, um, And then he talks about the tribulation period and the need to be watching and waiting. So uh, he's talking about the tribulation period, the second coming, the importance of watching, the birth pangs that will lead up to that period called the tribulation period and all that. So we still got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. This is really the heart of the show as we have a conversation. I know we're near Christmas. It gets busy. Uh, A lot of school activities, people trying to finish projects up, shopping, baking that needs to be done. But please give me a call, 303-690-3000. And the text line is 720-336-0897. If you got any specific uh, questions about the tribulation period or the coming of the Lord, I'd love to talk to you about that. One of the things that we're going to do here at Calvary Chapel Greeley is uh, we are going to do a prophecy update, a New Year's Eve prophecy update, and we're going to be looking at the scriptures and the um, things that are going on around us that, again, are the birth pangs or the things that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And so that's going to be on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock. So if you're interested, you're in the area, you can get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for directions, or you can listen um, on, you know, live for the service on New Year's Eve. And I think it's a wonderful way to end the year uh, to be uh, talking about the second advent of Jesus Christ. Of course, Christmas Eve, we're going to be talking about the first advent of Jesus as he came to this world. And uh, so we're looking forward to those services in those times. And also, I want to remind you, still waiting for phone calls to come in, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and then the text line, 720-336-0897, is that um, more people are willing to go and open to go to a service, so invite them, invite them to Christmas Eve. And I know that it seems to be maybe a little challenging uh, with concerns with COVID and everything, but... um, you know, most pastors are having multiple services to kind of accommodate the crowds, and we certainly are doing that here. We're having three services on Christmas Eve at noon and 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and, and hope to see you, those of you who are in the area. I'd love to, to, to uh, just celebrate the birth of Jesus with you. 
but it's such a magnificent story. You know, this Christmas story is one of the most wonderful stories of salvation that we get to talk about during the year. And to think that that God cared about us, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, back when Jesus was born, it was very, very difficult days as well. And people were afraid. There was a lot of upheaval. There was uncertainty. The emperor made a decree that all the world is going to register for new taxes. Joseph and Mary are certainly feeling the uncertainty because Mary's found with child and their spousal period. So all these things are going on. And, and I love the message Uh, The very first message the angel to those shepherds is, Don't be afraid, for unto you is born in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord, and bringing good news of great tidings of great joy that will be to all people. And so it is a magnificent story, and looking forward to just uh, proclaiming that once again. And I pray that Christmas is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to you as we just remember how much God loves us and what he has sent for us. So, hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Atlanta, Georgia, and line one, Keon. Yes. Is it is it Keon? You're on Calvary Live. Hi, how you doing? Um, I just was asking for some prayer for uh, myself for this time of year and my family. Uh, we lost our mother um, December 19th, and it's been, you know, every year is a little harder. This is the fourth year, so I'm just asking for us to find some peace and comfort at this time of this year and also yeah. some um, guidance um, for me and some um, my future and, you know, going into the new year. Um, I just experienced a car accident a couple of weeks ago, and, um, you know, I'm still healing from that accident. So um, thank God I'm okay. But, um, you know, it's been a little difficult on my body a little bit. So I'm just, you know, trying to get through this and go into the new year with, um, you know, positive thoughts, you know, positive health, and that's what I'm praying for. Um, so just some guidance for me and my family, um, definitely at this time and going forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm asking for. Yeah, and so let's pray. Father, I pray for Keon. And this is a time of the year, um, especially when an anniversary comes up of, of a loved one that um, that we've lost. It can be very hard, and especially during the holiday season, the Christmas season. So I pray that you be with him uh, and his family as they continue to grieve, um, as they continue to miss their loved one. Um, and I just pray that um, as he misses his mom, that you bring comfort to him, that, Lord, that to all the family, and, Lord, that you would just, um, your presence would be perceived by Keon. And, Lord, he also needs direction. As he's thinking about heading into the new year, I thank you that he's recovering from his car accident, Lord. Um, but as he looks to a new year, a new beginning in things, that you would guide him and direct him, that as he seeks you, that you would just speak to his heart, and you promise that as we go to you, that you will be a voice behind us saying, this is the way. And Lord, that you would just direct him and provide for him and give him a peace that rules in his heart as he moves forward. Lord, we thank you that you care about us. 
We thank you that you care about every area of our lives. And Lord, for Keon, I just pray that you bring the comfort that he needs right now during this time. Um, I pray that you bring him the direction and wisdom and guidance that he needs. I pray that you continue to bring healing to him as he recovers from the injuries from a car accident. And Lord, that uh, you would just bless him and that he would trust in you in every way and that he would rest in your love. And Lord, I just pray that you bless him. Um, And Lord, um, just work on his behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Keon. God bless you. Thank you for calling. God bless you, too. And what's your name? My name's Pastor Jeff here in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Thank thank you so much. You you bet, Keon. Keep listening, okay? All All right. So glad to be a part of those who are listening in on Grace by Radio by Grace and and in the Atlanta area, all throughout Georgia and Florida, Atlanta, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, um, those on Hope FM, Truth FM. Hey, love to talk to you, pray with you. Higher Rock Radio as well. Um, Calvary Live has uh, expanded so much in this last year and and uh, so grateful to be a blessing to you. And that's our desire to minister to you. And the Christmas season can be a hard time. So we've got all open lines right now. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you. The text line is 720-336-0897. So give me a call. All open lines. And uh, love to be able to talk with you. Uh, and love to be able to encourage you any way that we can. Um I, let's go to the text messages. Um, good afternoon. When is the holy oil to be used, and who can use it? Where in the Bible can I read about the holy oil? Well, the holy oil um, that um, that uh, perhaps I know that uh, the New Testament speaks about being anointed with oil in James for healing. And let me read that to you, that the call for the elders is... James writes, and um, you know, to be anointed with oil, uh, and and um, let me find it for you here uh, as we go to that text. So that's where I see in the New Testament. There's also uh, um, in the Old Testament. There's been the anointing of oil with the you know prophets, the priests, the kings for ministry. Um, that's what we see in the Old Testament. Oil was representative of the uh, Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, and then also uh, the holy oil uh, that it is called that was made for the use of the tabernacle, and they were not to duplicate the the holy oil, uh, but they were to make a new batch, and and, um, that is no one was to come along and duplicate it. And so all that is talked about the oil, but, uh, you know, we can take that oil, we can... Uh, anoint people for healing, as James says. Uh, we can also take uh, oil, and um, sometimes there are churches that take the oil and they will anoint for ministry, uh, for a person, for um, that, and that's what I see in the Scriptures. Uh, is any among you suffering? Let him pray. If anyone cheerful, let him uh, sing psalms. If anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the main use that we see uh, when it comes to the oil. So um, 
uh, that hopefully answers your question. But hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number. Love to talk to you and grab one of those open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. Another question that has come in is that what do you mean when you say that Scripture interprets Scripture? And that's something that you hear. I've used that before. Maybe perhaps uh, on Christian radio you've heard a Bible teacher say, let Scripture interpret Scripture. And that's a very important concept and precept. Uh, Every word in the Bible is part of a verse, and every verse is part of a paragraph, and every paragraph is a part of a book, and every book is part of the whole Scripture. Um, So as we look at Scripture, interpreting Scripture involves an immediate context, and then it involves also a broader context. And the immediate context of a verse is the paragraph, and um, you know, or paragraphs of the biblical book in question. It should always be consulted when interpreting verses. So the broader text is the whole of Scripture. Um, when we take a verse, uh, we need to compare it with the whole of Scripture is what we have there. So that's what it means to let Scripture interpret Scripture. For example, uh, in the book of Revelation, when it talks about um, the woman, the the stars, uh, the sun, the moon, uh, it's speaking about Israel in Revelation chapter 12 because we can interpret it with the book of Genesis and Joseph's uh, dream that he had, uh, the symbolism in the book of Revelation. We can compare it to uh, what is told to us in the Old Testament, that symbolism. So that's what it means to uh, Scripture interprets Scripture. Um, the inv- individual verses do not exist as just isolated fragments, but as parts of a whole, and that's what it means. And as we do expository teaching, that's what uh, we do. We try to let Scripture interpret Scripture, uh, get the whole of Scripture, and then we are safe as we are doing that. Hey, uh, 303, got an open line, 690-3000 is the calling number. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Julio in Fort Collins. Julio? Pastor, good afternoon. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Hey, I, very, I have a very, very uh, short question. I wonder mm-hmm. if the uh, uh, church picking up to the heaven and right away at the beginning of the tribulation or some point, and I wonder, I want to hear something from you. Okay, what were you asking about the beginning of the tribulation again? Uh, uh, the pick up, uh, church picking up to the heaven. Are you, are you looking at the, uh, thinking about the rapture of the church? Yes, yes. Yeah, and and the rapture of the church, of course, spoken of in First Thessalonians chapter 4, is, is speaking of a time when uh, a generation of Christians that are alive, because he says that we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So a generation of Christians that are alive, First Corinthians chapter 15 speaks about not shall, all shall sleep. In other words, not everybody's going to die. But in a moment, in twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. So it's speaking about the rapture of the church. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, a generation of Christians are going to be taken um, up into heaven to meet the Lord in the air. And that's the doctrine of the rapture of the church. Um, there's different views when that the, is going to happen. Some believe at the end of the tribulation period, some 
believe that sometime during the tribulation period, like in the middle of the seven-year period that's called the tribulation period, or two-thirds through the tribulation period, I personally believe that it's going to take place, that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. So before that seven-year period where God is pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejected world, and all kinds of things are going on that we read about in Revelations chapter 6 through 19, that I believe that we will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. So I believe um, that it will happen before the tribulation period. Okay? God bless you. All right. Keep reading, okay? Yes. I, I will do that. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. Thank you for calling and asking the question. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. The rapture of the church, when we talk about the coming of the Lord, there's two distinct events that take place. There's the rapture of the church where Jesus comes for the church, and then at the end of the tribulation period is the second coming of Jesus Christ where he's going to come in great power and glory, and every eye shall see him. That is spoken of in the Olivet Discourse that somebody was texting in about um, you know, earlier, Matthew 24, uh, Mark 13, Luke chapter 21. And the Lord's very specific in saying that um, it'll be like lightning flashing from the east to the west. And that's when he comes back with his church. Jude, that little epistle in the back of the New Testament, says that he comes with ten thousands of his saints. And then in the record of the second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, in Revelation chapter 19, he comes with the armies of heaven. That's you and I. So when it comes to the return of the Lord, there's the rapture of the church when he comes for his church. And then at the end of the tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ when he comes back with his church. And so hopefully that helps clear, you know, sometimes the confusion that Christians have or they think about, is there a difference, or get confused about those two specific events that the Bible talks about. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ivan in Denver. Hey, good afternoon, Pastor. How are you? Okay, yeah, I just got a quick question about uh, the season of Advent, the four weeks leading up into Christmas. Now, I know, uh, like the Catholics, they celebrate that, and I know how they celebrate that because I was raised Catholic. And I see that on TV, and even, like, I know the Protestants, some of those Protestant churches celebrate that. Uh, yeah, I go to uh, Aurora Calvary, and it's not even mentioned there. And I just want to know what. I know it's not mentioned in the Bible, but I just want to know what, what the take of that is. I know that it's something that was yeah. man-made, oh, probably in the first century, or maybe mm-hmm. even before then. So um, so I was just wondering what, what how it came about and what, what you know about that. Well, Advent, uh, what I know is from the Latin Adventus. It means just coming. Um, and so it's the period... Uh, some churches like uh, Catholicism and others, um, they have this period of preparation for the celebration and the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas. But that's all it means is Advent. And uh, one of the things that I did, at Ivan, when I was uh, advertising for 
um, you know, the Christmas services and New Year's Eve is that we're going to celebrate his first coming, his first advent on Christmas Eve. And then we're going to talk about his second advent, that is the second coming of Jesus Christ on New Year's Eve in the prophecy update. So it just simply means coming. And there are some churches that, you know, they have this traditional preparation period of Advent in celebration of Christmas, his first coming. So that's simply what it means. So, hey, we got music and we got break here. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Text 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. We got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you about uh, the things that are on your mind, the questions that you might have. Love to encourage you any way that we can. 303-690-3000 as we go to the Word of God and uh, as we talk about the things that are important to you. 303-690-3000, as I said, we got a couple open lines, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to just converse with you and love to pray for you. If you got prayer requests, uh, call in and love to pray with you as well. Uh, so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Just real quick, and then we're going to go to Jennifer, uh, who's been waiting. But I just want to remind you uh, that here in Greeley that uh, we have three Christmas Eve services coming up at noon, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve. That's only, you know, two and a half weeks away or a little over two and a half weeks. And uh, so just pray about who you might invite. Love to see you come out. And then we have the prophecy update on the 31st, that is the next Friday, and that's at 7 o'clock here at Calvary Chapels as we talk about Jesus' second coming, or the second advent of Jesus Christ. Somebody just called right before the break and was asking, what does the word advent mean? You might hear that word. It's just speaking of the coming. That's what it means in, in Latin, the coming of Jesus as he was born in Bethlehem, an incredible story. Uh, I pray that all of you... Uh, and for all of us, that we would really just keep our hearts and minds on the Lord this Christmas season. And and as we do, that's when we experience that peace that's talked about this time of the year, the goodwill and joy and, and all of that, and uh, that we would just be able to minister to others of the incredible story of the coming of Jesus and why he came, and that is to give us hope, to die for our sins, to to take the punishment for our sins and uh, to be able to express that uh, to others. That's the reason for the season. So 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you and pray with you. Let's go to Jennifer and Monument. Jennifer? Yes, yes. hi, Jeff. Thank- How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. I um, had to spoken to your the person that answered the phone regarding we have a family member involved um, taking regular teaching regarding the Torah observer movement and mm-hmm. um, it's really causing havoc 
in in relationships in our family. And I was wondering how much you're familiar with that and um, just some insight into that. Uh, yeah, that and, and yeah, and I'm not familiar with the movement itself, the Torah Observer Movement. I don't know if it's um, very similar to the Hebrew Roots Movement uh, that. Uh, is the belief that the church has veered away from the true teachings and Hebrew concepts of the Bible. Um, the the movement, the Hebrews root movement, uh, maintains that Christianity has been indoctrinated with culture and beliefs and and uh, you know Greek Roman philosophy. All of this um, been corrupted, and that the true Hebrew roots is what we need to get back to. And so it means celebrating the feast. It means observing the feast, don't celebrate Christmas, don't celebrate Easter. And I think that as you have a family member, um, to those who who believe that we should get back to our Christian roots, there's nothing wrong. You know, we study the Old Testament, we study the feasts, we study those things that are written in the Old Testament. It's important for us to remember the roots that we have um, and, um, you know, uh, to look at those things. But as we study the Old Testament, it's all fulfilled by Jesus. That's what we need to remember. And it's not just the feast itself, but it speaks of Jesus. It all points to Jesus. It's all fulfilled by Jesus. But for those who say, well, we shouldn't celebrate Christmas, you can ask them, you know, why shouldn't we? And probably the answer they'll give, because it's full of paganism and all of this. Um, well, there's a lot of things that happen in the Old Testament during the history of Judaism, where they were taking the Sabbath and they were taking the feast and they were mixing it in with paganism. You read that in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the minor prophets. There's no question about it. Does that mean that they shouldn't observe those feasts anymore? So a lot of people will point that out that way that, well, you know, there's paganism, there's we need to get back to the feast. Listen, Jesus is the reality. And, and I think an important verse that you can show them is in the book of Colossians, as Paul writes about that specifically. And let me read it to you, Colossians chapter 2. And he says to them that, Let no one judge you in food or in drink regarding a festival or new moons or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substances of Christ. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He's the reality. And and that those feasts all pointed to Jesus. It speaks of Jesus, the, all those things. And that we now have the freedom to be able to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to celebrate Christmas. There is nothing wrong with celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And there are those who say, well, we shouldn't because it's rooted in paganism. And I understand that. And you can make the case for it. But does that mean that we just ignore it? Um, no, it doesn't. The church history is is has, you know, some bad things in church history that happen and paganism and the dark ages and all of that. But the same thing happened in the Old Testament as well. You can read that through many of the books of the prophets and in the historical books how they turned away from the Lord and they mixed in paganism with the Sabbaths and the feasts and all that. But yet they still observe it. And to say that we need to go back to our Jewish roots, I understand that that we can look at those things, but we are to look at it and all it, how it is fulfilled by Jesus, how it speaks of Jesus. And that's what the writer of Hebrews really emphasizes in the book of Hebrews. 
is that Jesus is superior. And he was writing to those Hebrew believers in the first century that were really kind of struggling with that, with, you know, do we observe the feast? Do we go back to the sac- sacrifices? Do we go back to all those things? And and the writer of Hebrews says, there's a, a better way. There, Jesus, he's superior. Um, his sacrifice was superior. Um, he is sufficient. And, and those are the things that you should remind your family member about and just talk to them um, about that and point them to Jesus, how he's the fulfillment of all that is he would say to the religious leaders that you search the scriptures and in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which speak of me. So hopefully that helps. Does there, There's no room. It's, I greatly appreciate you speaking. There is no room for discussion. Um, and mm-hmm. it, there is the air of superiority, you know, of no matter what is spoken, um, it's, it feels very pharisaical, you know, so there isn't room mm-hmm. for discussion. There's not room for being wrong, you know, right. um, and yeah, and that's where it's taken on a level of there's not it's discussion. Yeah, yeah, there's no discussion. And, there's no possibility that they're wrong. It's just that we haven't, we're not ready for it yet. And there's an yeah. air of that completely. Yeah, and that's where you're in a place of prayer, you know, because the Lord can reach their hearts and open their eyes and stuff. And again, you know, there's nothing wrong with looking at the Old Testament and studying the feasts and all these things. But, you know, here's the thing. We belong to a new covenant, and it's um, a new work. And those things speak of Jesus. And, uh, you know, one day man esteems one day above another. One man esteems every day alike. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to celebrate Christmas or Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We do. And, you know, you're in a place of just praying and trying to be just a light. And may they see God's love and grace in you. And, uh, you know, God's love and grace can break down even the the proudest of people. Um, And, you know, it's about relationship. It isn't about religion and all of this. And so, Father, I just pray for... I pray for Jennifer. She has this that really is on her heart about her family member. And Lord, I just pray that, that, you know, just the hardness or not wanting to discuss or any, any feeling, you know, superior above anybody else, that you would just break through all of that and that you would, you know, just bring humility and open up eyes and the truth of your word that Jesus, he's the fulfillment of all those things. And Lord, that uh, we can celebrate the birth of Jesus. We can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Lord, that you just be with Jennifer and, and um, just just bring that, um, that work into her family member that you desire to do um, because, uh, Lord, we are very grateful for the coming of Jesus. It is a wonderful time of the year for Christians and to be able to give that message of of peace to others. I just pray this work in her relative that you need to do. You know where they're at, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. You bet, Jennifer. Hey, just keep praying. That's where you're in that place of praying. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000. Is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Go ahead and text in a prayer request or a question as well. 
In the meantime, uh, got plenty of time to grab an open line. Let's go to Joseph in Fort Lauderdale. Joseph? Hi, hello. Welcome to the program. Hi. So um, I was just, yeah, I was just calling for, thank you so much for welcoming me, Pastor. I was just calling because um, me and somebody who, the girl that I was dating, we are going through a really tough time right now. And um, Mm -hmm. we were going through a really tough time. We still are. It's a really stressful situation that neither of us have, neither of us have imagined to be in one that we really didn't want to be in. And it's something that um, we really have been trying to seek prayer on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what um, happened was we were irresponsible. We were bad with um, the things that we should have been doing. And okay. basically uh, what happened was um, we had to, stop a pregnancy that was happening and there wasn't a surgery that had to happen or anything like that, but there was a still a pill that had to be involved to stop um, the life of something. But that's something that obviously bothers me. So deep down to the core as a Christian, that's something that something, and it's crazy because I went through a whole born again cycle right before all this happened. So I got deeply connected and invested into my faith. I got, I I like felt God breathe God. Like I, I was, so this was something that really just kind of shook me, and I'm I'm very young too, so it definitely didn't help either. I was yeah. I was in no okay. um, shape or form to ever <clears throat> probably be a father at that point, but it's something that obviously if I, I could have made things work, you know, and I feel as if right. I influenced her decision in certain ways. I never told her to do anything or to choose to do anything, but I still feel obviously awful. And she obviously probably feels awful. And it's just an awful situation in general, one that I wouldn't wish on anybody. So, okay. So, you know, Joseph, we're going to pray for you. I want you to know that there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ, that if we sin and we confess our sin, he's faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, as you know, we are Christians even, and we sin, you know, ending a pregnancy. Um, and I have to assume what you're talking about is an abortion and procedure and taking a pill and ending the pregnancy. Um, there is forgiveness in that. And part of what you're feeling is, is the conviction of the Lord. And there's a difference between the conviction of the Lord and the condemnation of the enemy. And the conviction of the Lord is he's convicting you because you sinned against God. And um, so that conviction comes, and there is forgiveness. But there's also just the weight of sin, the weight of of the decision that you made. That's one of the things that, that isn't talked about in the whole uh, abortion um, debate is there's a talk about freedom of choice, but uh, they don't talk about the, what happens, just the guilt and the shame and and the condemnation of ending a life and the devastating effects it has on women and also on men as well, because it has involved you. But there is the conviction of the Lord, and it's always to draw you to him. Will you remember that? And then there's the condemnation that comes from the enemy. And the enemy always wants to push you away from the Lord. And in Romans chapter 8, it tells us that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation now, today. But as you go to the Lord, 
and ask for forgiveness. Part of it, too, is you're grieving. You're grieving for the loss of a life. And and that's a difficult and long journey. So there's a lot of emotions, emotions that are going on. And you've realized that you have sinned. And you realize that, you know, your girlfriend sinned. But there's forgiveness for both of you. But the important thing is, where are you going to go from here? You know, to move forward and to receive healing from the Lord, comfort from the Lord, and to, to know that um, that there's a way that he wants you to live and that's why the Bible says that don't sin because you're going to get hurt and, and the world comes along and tells you to do these things that is okay and according to culture. But God knows that, that sin has devastating effects on us emotionally, physically, spiritually, and there's forgiveness and you have forgiveness as you cry out to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. But there's also healing that needs to be done. You're grieving and um, and the Lord desires to minister his comfort to you. He loves you. He's not going to stop loving you. And uh, and for you to say, Lord, listen, I want to move forward in being the man of God that you called me to be, to be you know, the, the man in leading this relationship, and I'm not going to lead my girlfriend or me into sin anymore. We want to honor you. We want to have a relationship of purity and holiness and you're going to see that God's going to bless that as you say in your heart and as you are ones that you make a decision that, Lord, we're going to move forward in you, but don't move forward in sin and don't move forward in the world, but move forward in how God wants you to live and make sure that you're getting good godly counsel, that you're going to a good church where you guys can grow and uh, you grow in the scriptures together and allow the Lord to minister to you in that way. But there's forgiveness, Joseph, but right. live for the Lord. There, live for the Lord. Don't live for the world. You know, the world will leave you, you know, just devastated. And, and yeah, it will. And live for Jesus and that you're going to see him just restore and to bless and to heal. And I believe that's what you need. So, Father, I pray for Joseph. I just pray that you would just be with him and his girlfriend is Lord they 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 know they have sinned, but Lord I pray that they would know that there's forgiveness. That grace abounds so much. Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more, as your word declares. And Lord that um they they understand what they have done. But Lord that as they feel your convictions that it would draw them to you. And that they would have a life right now that would say that we want to follow you, Lord. We want to honor you. We want to know how it is that you want us to live. Help Joseph to be the man of God that you called him to be, to lead in this relationship, to lead in a way where he says that we're going to walk in purity, that we're going to walk in a way that, Lord, pleases you. And and no more compromise, but, Lord, to, to look to you, to bless them, to grow them in every way, to walk in obedience and holiness. And Lord, I just pray that you would bring that healing that they need, the comfort that they need. And Lord, that they would trust you and know that you're not done with them. And Lord, that um, that you want them to, to walk in a way to where he can just guide them and that you would strengthen them and that, Lord, you bring healing to them and that you would bless them. But Lord, it's a life 
uh, we know that as we're committed to you and as we walk with you. So, Lord, I just pray you minister to Joseph right now in every way in his girlfriend and turning to you and walking with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, hang, hang on to the Lord, okay? Of course, yes, definitely, always. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, okay? Thank you. Okay, okay, keep listening. Okay, I think we have all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. That's one of the things, listen, I, and I was telling the young people, you know, at the services, well, it's for everyone, but, you know, live for the Lord. Don't live for the world. Don't live for the world. The world is going to rip you off, and the world's going to deceive you and put you in bondage and leave you empty, and it's just going to it's just going to wreck you. That's what the world is going to do. Live for Christ. And there's a lot of pulls on us right now in the world today. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that will pull us away for living for him, you know, that's acceptable in culture, you know, that, that tells you it's okay, but don't buy into it. It's the deception of the enemy. And that's why it's important to know his word. One of the things that we're going to do here at Calvary Chapel Greeley is I just really have felt um, over the last you know month or so uh, with all the, the things that are going on and the uncertainty and all of this still dealing with COVID is that as we get to the last month of the year, as we're in Christmas season, we're looking for a new year, uh, we are in Matthew's Gospel on Sunday morning. I just want to stop for a month. I want to stop for four weeks and starting this Sunday that we are doing a four-week series called Moving Forward in Difficult Days. And just to be able to be reminded of the things that, that should be a priority in our lives as a Christian where we can move forward. Because I think there's more distractions in the church today than there ever has been. There's more things that cause us to doubt or be confused or to fear or to get down and discouraged about. We're seeing a lot of that in the church today. So we need to, Sunday we're going to talk about the priority of the Word and prayer in our lives. And then week number two, we're going to talk about being a godly example. We are here for such a time as this, and God wants to use us. And we are to be an example in our conduct and in our speech and in our faith and in our purity. And and that's what... Um, God wants to do in our lives is work those things in our lives as we take heed to ourselves. That is, that we are taking care of ourselves spiritually. And then we're going to talk about being strong and courageous because God has called us to be strong and of good courage. And it isn't in our own strength. We just got through studying how Peter denied the Lord because he was trying to do things out of his own strength. And, and he failed. And if there's any area of our lives where we're trying to do it in our own confidence, in our own strength, we're going to end up being weak and we're going to end up failing. That's the lesson that we learned on Sunday. And God wants us to be strong and of good courage and do that work in our hearts. So, and then, uh, the, you know, we're going to do a series on uh, Finish It on New Year's weekend, Run Your Race Well. We have a race that we're running and he wants us to run a race well and to just, um, you know, uh, to run it with joy. And and we, we are all in a race, and to be able to do that, um, you know, to be able to uh, 
just look to the Lord and move forward and and all these things that we're going to talk about, there's going to be an encouragement, I believe, to all of you. Hey, we got a little bit of time. Let's go to the text line while we're ending the show. Um, Let's look at um, where in the Bible it says that we need to confess to a priest. Uh, This is a very good question. Um, Lily put this in. Lily, there is nowhere in the Bible that it says that we have to confess to a priest. And that's the good news that we get to tell people. Um, You know, 1 John tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, not a priest. And there's nothing in the Bible that says that we have to go through a priest to confess sin. One of the things that we see in the book of Revelation, when Jesus wrote those letters to the seven churches, to two of them, the church of Ephesus and another one, he spoke about the the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Nico means to rule, and laitan means the laity. And, And Jesus says, I hate that doctrine, to rule over the people. There's Paul that writes to Timothy, and says that there's one mediator between man and God, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. He's our Lord. We go to him. We go directly to him. We don't go through any of the saints. We don't go through Mary. We don't go through a priest. We can go directly to him because we have relationship with him. We have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. We can go to him and confess our sins. And and so there's nowhere in the Bible does it speak about going to a priest and and um, and confessing our sins and being absolved of our sins? If we just say so many, our fathers or you know whatever the case may be, and and uh, we are to go to the Lord. And isn't that good news? Uh, we have a relationship with Him. We can go to Him, confess to Him, because we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is our defense attorney. He's the one that is our intercessor for us. Um, It isn't any man. Um, It isn't any man. And, you know, the Bible talks about confessing sins to one another, I believe, in the book of James. But that is that we're being accountable, um, that uh, we can talk to a brother or sister about, you know, the things that we struggle with for prayer, Um, not to receive forgiveness, but just to be able to encourage and lift each other up and accountability and all those things. So people bring that um, up as well. Uh, Somebody asked for uh, prayer for uh, their son's graduating here. Uh, Some of the college universities are finishing this week, and there's those who are graduating. So uh, those graduates we want to pray for and is moving to Georgia in January. And uh, so... Uh, this individual is asking for prayer, uh, a mom that will be alone, and um, and that uh, she asks for prayers for that. Um, also, I want to do more, just read my Bible daily. I want to really study, learn, and live the Bible. What are your suggestions how to do this? You know, get involved in Bible studies at church. Um, get involved in studying the Bible um, there's other different areas you can do, um, but there's all kinds of opportunities. And I think it's great that you want to study and learn the Bible. Um, reading the Bible daily is very, very important. Always remember that. Um, and now that you have the time, maybe 
you want to take some online classes at uh, Calvary Bible Institute online or some other ministry that you might be available. There's all kinds of options that you can do. So talk to your pastor about that, and uh, and they will be able to help you. But Father, I pray for this individual that just wants prayer. Um, their son graduates and uh, will be moving uh, out of state. And uh, Lord, we just pray for a safe move. We just pray for uh, a um, you know just a blessing upon her son. But as she finds herself having the time to study your word more, that you would direct her in that. I know you're going to honor that, uh, whether it's taking a class or whether it's online classes or studying in depth a, a book or reading more, that you would guide my sister in this, that you would just take your word and just grow her tremendously as the time that she has. And Lord, for all of us, as uh, we're in this season to continue, we get busy and to continue to just be in the Word every day and to be marveling at your Word. And even as Paul would write that in the last days it will be perilous times, but we must continue in the Scriptures, and, and that's a present imperative. So, Lord, help us take heed to that. And, Lord, I just pray that you bless this one that has texted in this prayer request, her and her son. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. You hear the music. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We'll be back next time, tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Life. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.